Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
<clears throat> Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. It is 6.22 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we come to you once again from the WCWUS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 348 of the WCWUS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only WCWUS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWUS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. <coughs> Excuse me. As the rest of our panel, way too tough to handle, are getting themselves prepped for tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite, which, of course, will be discussed a little bit later on here in the evening here in the radio network. But, of course, for now, ladies and gentlemen, I will be bringing you the latest pop culture news, of course, uh, delivered to us through our friends at CNN and also from our friends at 411mania.com. We will also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bring you, of course, the, late, the of course, pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, for today. And also to get you ready for Revolution a little bit later tonight. We will bring you, of course, a few little uh, wrestling news tidbits, uh, also courtesy of 411mania.com. If, however, you wish to come on, come on in and, of course, give your thoughts and opinions about everything that we have, of course, <clears throat> excuse me for this way, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, if you wish to, of course, like I said, give your thoughts and opinions on, on everything that we discussed here, of course, to this evening. Please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-387-POUND. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, this evening. It is 6.24 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, as we said, episode 348 of WCWUS Outside the Ropes. Good to have you here, of course, here with us here tonight. And let's go ahead and not waste any time, folks. Let's go ahead and get right into the action as we, of course, start off with, of course, as we said, we will deliver, of course, a few stories courtesy of our friends at CNN. And, of course, the way we do that is, of course, we go through the Amazon Echo Dot, which is also a very useful of course, a uh, research tool, of course, here that we use here in the radio network. And, of course, let's go ahead and do that now by, of course, saying the following. Alexa, current news. Hey, Chad, here's your news. From CNN. Hello, from CNN, I'm Afoma Dike with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, May 17th. A crucial deal between Ukraine and Russia has been extended. It allows grain to be exported from Ukrainian ports in the Black Sea. Turkey and the United Nations helped broker the deal. After invading Ukraine in February last year, Russia blocked grain exports from key Ukrainian Black Sea ports. Extending the deal eases concerns about global food supplies. Here's CNN's Nick Robertson. Now, what we've seen with these deals in the past, there's one deal between the UN and Turkey and Ukraine and one deal between the UN and Turkey and Russia. And Russia gets to export fertilizer and some food. We don't know why Russia was sort of holding this deal up. Again, is what they've routinely been doing. But whatever it was, that now appears to be solved. Meanwhile, a U.S. official says a U.S.-made Patriot air defense system sustained minimal damage after a Russian missile attack near Kyiv Tuesday. 
and a Ukrainian defense official says troops are holding on to areas around Bakhmut that it claims to have taken back from Russian forces. The U.S. Supreme Court refused to block a local and state ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in Illinois. Gun rights advocates are challenging a city ordinance in Naperville that bans assault rifles from being sold and the state's new gun control law with restrictions for selling and possessing a firearm. Gun rights advocates wanted the law to be put on hold while the appeals process plays out at lower courts. They argue the courts are ignoring last year's Supreme Court ruling that expanded Second Amendment rights. An appeals court will hear the case June 29th. The suspect in last year's fatal stabbing of four University of Idaho students has been indicted on charges of murder and burglary. That's according to a court official. A grand jury indicted Brian Koberger on four counts of murder and one count of burglary. If found guilty, he could face the death penalty. Koberger was arrested in December for allegedly killing the four college students at a home in Moscow, Idaho. CNN's Jean Casares breaks down what today's indictment means. Well, it means this case is headed to trial, plain and simple. The prosecutors, unbeknownst to anyone, decided to convene a grand jury. Why did they switch gears? Because there was supposed to be a preliminary hearing at the end of June, a very public proceeding, and now it's all in secret. It preserves the jury pool in the Moscow area, but it also goes along with this gag order that no one can speak, no information can be disseminated. CNN has reached out to Koberger's attorney for comment. And in New York City, the terrorist who drove a truck into pedestrians and cyclists has been sentenced to eight life sentences. Saifalo Saipov killed eight people in 2017 when he drove a rental truck onto a city bike path. At the hearing, 21 survivors and family members of those killed gave victim impact statements. Saipov was effectively sentenced back in March when a jury said it was unable to reach a unanimous decision favoring the death penalty. Coming up, Elizabeth Holmes' fight to stay out of prison fails. This week on The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. Before 2020, they were saying I'm not racist. Then after 2020, they were saying I'm anti-racist. Ibram X. Kendi. As an academic and author, his books, How to Be Anti-Racist and its follow-up, How to Be a Young Anti-Racist, teach readers how to actively fight racism instead of passively acknowledging it. Anti-racist, like racist, isn't an identity. Listen to the assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on Spotify. Hey, welcome back. Elizabeth Holmes, disgraced Theranos founder, lost her last minute attempt to avoid prison. She was sentenced to 11 years in prison last year on multiple charges of defrauding investors while running the failed health tech startup. She appealed to stay out on bail while she fought to overturn her conviction. A surrender date has been set for May 30th. She and her ex-boyfriend and former Theranos executive Ramesh Sunny Balwani have also been ordered to pay $452 million in restitution to people impacted by her crimes, such as Rupert Murdoch. Balwani was indicted and convicted of fraud in a separate trial and is serving a 13-year prison sentence. That's all for now. We'll be back at 10 p.m. Eastern. Alexa, stop. We do, of course, thank our friends at CNN, of course, for allowing, for allowing us, of course, to play their stories here, of course, here today. And, of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the Amazon Echo Dot is a very, a very useful research tool when, you're, of course, you're not near your, your computer or a smartphone. And you need to look up items, of course, from everything from the latest news, the latest weather, to, of course, uh, information for a, a child's uh, school project, to a project at work, to, of course, uh, 
information about it for a job interview. Even, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you ordered anything off of Amazon.com, it, it will definitely, of course, keep help you keep track of how long it will take, of course, your order to uh, <coughs> come into, of course, your uh, your uh, home or business. So, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to pick up the Amazon Echo Dot here today. Of course, <coughs> it is a very useful, of course, research instrument and the preferred research instrument of the WCWUS radio network. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, let us go to our second source here, which is, of course, as always, 411 Mania. <coughs> and, of course, keep in mind that the radio network thanks our friends at 411mania.com. <coughs> Excuse me. For allowing us here. For, for, for allowing us here to... Uh, <coughs> Uh, read their uh, uh, stories, of course, on all of our shows, of course, in addition to right here on Outside the Ropes. Also, of course, on Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, Power Hour, WCWS This Morning, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, <clears throat> uh, Sports Machine. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that we are, of course, keep doing our very best to try to get more of our shows up and going. Of course, more episodes be, uh, of, of course, some of our uh, older shows and even some newer ones that we have not even started here as of yet. We hope to get those up and going here very soon. And keep in mind that 411 Mania will definitely be a part of those programs as well. Let's go to see what stories we have, of course, lined up here for you. <clears throat> this story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas as Batista is the star in and executive produce a new action comedy called The Killer's Game. Batista is set to star in a new action comedy titled The Killer's Game from Lionsgate. Deadline reports that the actor and WWE alum will star in and executive produce the film, which will be directed by J.J. Perry, who did, of course, Day Shift. The film is based on a novel by J.J. Bonasinga, forgive me if I mispronounce that, and we'll see Batista play a veteran assassin diagnosed with a life-threatening illness. He authorizes a kill on himself to avoid the pain destined to follow, but finds out that he was misdiagnosed and must defeat the army of killers he sent after himself. Ran uh, Ravitch and Simon Kinberg wrote the film, which had rewrites from James Kahn, Andrew Lazar and from Mad Chance, uh, Andrew Lazar from Mad Chance, excuse me, will produce alongside Steve Richards for Endurance Media and Kia Jam. So we can't wait to, we don't know when this will come out, ladies and gentlemen, but we will keep you informed on when that will be the case. Our next story, of course, right here, it came out, uh, let's see, uh, on, I believe this was on, this was yesterday from Jeremy Thomas as Forgive me if I mispronounce this 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 actor's name. Uh, Shuwatel Ijafor will join the cast of Venom Three. Shuwatel Ijafor has moved from the M's Marvel Cinematic Universe proper to Sony's Spider-Man Universe, signing on for a role in Venom Three. Deadline reports that Ijafor, who played Baron Mordo in Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has closed the deal to co-star with Tom Hardy in the third Venom film. It is not yet clear who each of four will be playing. Like the rest of the Sony, Sony Spider-Man universe, Venom is connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 
but exists in a different in a different universe. Hardy even played the role briefly in the in the MCU when he was transported there at the end of Venom, let there be carnage, and was transported back in Spider-Man No Way Home, leaving a bit of, of the symbiont behind accidentally. It isn't known whether the actor will play Mordo or a new role entirely. Kelly, Kelly Marcel wrote the screenplay from the story she and Tom Hardy wrote and will direct as well. Juno Temple is also starred in the film, which does not yet have a release date. Despite negative reviews, Venom and its sequel have been big hits for the studio with a combined $1.357 billion worldwide gross. So, like I said, despite what some critics, of course, are saying, there are a lot of folks who actually enjoyed the previous two Venom films. <coughs> As we stay on, of course, talking about the, Mar the Marvel Universe, Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday. As Marvel's Echo is set to launch in November, all episodes will be released at once. Hmm. Marvel is going is going the Netflix route with Echo, which will launch on Disney Plus in November with all episodes releasing at once. Deadline reports that Kevin Feige revealed the all-in one release during Disney's upfront presentation with the series releasing on November 29th. This is the first time Disney has released all episodes at once, a strategy better known for being used at Netflix. The series will star Aliqua Cox as Maya Lopez, who she first played in Hawkeye. She, she co-stars with Zahn McLaren, Vincent D'Onofrio, Charlie Cox, uh, Chas Spencer, uh, Tantu Cardinal, Devery Jacobs, Cody Lightning, and Graham Greene in the series, which will follow up on the events in Hawkeye. The series will is described as follows. The origin story of Echo revisits Maya Lopez, whose ruthless behavior in New York City catches up with her in her, in her hometown. She must face her, face her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace the meaning of family and community if she ever hopes to move forward. So we can't wait to see, of course, this will be coming out sometime, I think, after, I guess, the Thanksgiving holiday. So we can't wait to, of course, see how this all will develop. Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday as Loki Season 2 has set a Disney Plus premiere for October. Loki will unveil its second season in October as announced by D Disney yesterday. As Deadline reports, Kevin Feige announced an October 6th premiere date for the second season of the MCU series at Disney's upfront presentation. New episodes of the season will air weekly. Tom Hiddleston is back as the main character in the second season, where Loki will have to deal with the ramifications of the first season, where he and Sylvie, played by Sophie DiMartino, confronted He Who Remains and learned that the Time Variance Authority was just a way for him to prune variants of himself from different universes. Sylvie killed He Who Remains, unleashing the multiverse, and sent Loki back to the TVA, where he discovered that Kang the Conqueror had replaced one of the statues of the Timekeepers due to the events of the episode. The new season, of course, will star, of course, uh, Tom Hilston himself, plus Owen Wilson, Gugu Mabetha Rawl, Sophia DiMartino, Wunmi Mosaku, and Richard E. Grant. So we can't wait to, of course, see when this comes out, of course, in October. And, of course, he's been playing that role ever since, of course, the 
first Thor movie a long time ago, but it's been a very, very big, big time, of course. Uh, <clears throat> very big time, of course, uh, uh, role for him indeed. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here last night as the first Five Nights at Freddy's teaser offers a glimpse at the animatronic horror to come. The long-awaited Five Nights at Freddy's adaptation arrives later this year, and the first teaser offers a hint at, at what to expect from the animatronic horror film. Universal Pictures released a teaser to yesterday, which offers our first look at Josh Hutcherson as the security guard hired to work at the pizza place filled with creepy robots, along with a little tease as to what to expect from the Haywire robots themselves. The film will premiere in theaters and stream on Peacock on October 27th and does star Hutcherson as well as Elizabeth Law, Cat, Cat Connor Sterling, and Piper Rubio with Mary Stewart Masterson and Matthew Lilliard. It was direct, being directed by Emma Tommy and is described, of course, as follows. The film follows a troubled security guard as he begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. While spending his first night on the job, he realizes the night shift at Freddy's won't be so easy to make it through. And 411 Mania is providing, of course, the trailer, a teaser trailer, of course, for this movie. And we will actually post that, ladies and gentlemen, in the Entertainment Cavalcade page. As, of course, we do have a lot of other things to, of course, post on our pages, but we'll get them on there as soon as possible. Our next story, of course, right here. Jeremy Thomas posted this story uh, on Monday as, <clears throat> as an extended final Fast 10 trailer features explosions, punches, and punchlines. Fast 10 is just a few days away from unleashing, and the final trailer features an extended look at, at what to expect. Universal Pictures released a four-minute-plus trailer uh, back on Monday, which shows plenty of fight scenes, some wild over-the-top action, and the cast dropping one-liners like there's no tomorrow. The film arrives on May, will arrive, of course, uh, actually two days from now, May 19th. It is directed by Louis Latier. It is starring, of course, Vin Diesel. Uh, <clears throat> I do believe it is, um, let's see, I believe that is Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, uh, Jason Momoma, Natalie Emmanuel, Jordana Brewster, John Cena, Jason Statham, Sung Kang, Alan Richson, Daniela Melacor, and Scott Eastwood with Helen Mirren, uh, Charlie Theron, Brie Larson, and Rita Marino. It is described as follows. Over many missions and against impossible odds, Dom Toretto, played by Vin Diesel, and his family have outsmarted, outnerved, and outdriven every foe in their path. Now they confront the most lethal opponent they've ever faced, a terrifying threat emerging from the shadows of the past who's fueled by blood revenge and who is determined to shatter this family and destroy everything and everyone that Dom loves forever. In 2011's Fast Five, Dom and his crew took out a nefarious Brazilian drug kingpin, Hernan Reyes, and decapitated his empire on a bridge in Rio de Janeiro. What they didn't know was that Reyes' son, Dante, played by Jason Momoma, witnessed it all and has spent the last 12 years masterminding a plan to make Dom pay the ultimate price. Dante's plot will scatter Dom's family from Los Angeles to the catacombs of Rome, from Brazil to London, and from Portugal to Antarctica. New allies will be forged, and old enemies will resurface. 
but everything changes when Dom discovers that his own eight-year-old son, played by Leo Abello Perry, is the ultimate target of Dante's vengeance. <clears throat> of course, ladies and gentlemen, we do have, we do have, of course, ladies and gentlemen, a final trailer for Fast Ten, courtesy of Four Eleven Mania, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, we will post that trailer also in the uh, Entertainment Cavalcade page for you to take a look at and give your personal opinions on. Jeremy Thomas posted this on Monday as a spoiler on the post credit scene for Fast 10. Of course, this, 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 this does have some spoilers here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, but even though this movie does come out, of course, as you know, uh, Friday, but, but of course, I'll just go ahead and read this in case that some folks don't get a chance to go see it right away. A big spoiler has been revealed regarding the Fast 10 post credit scene. The rap reports that Dwayne Johnson returns to the franchise as Lucas Hobbs in the post credit sequence for the film, which opens on Friday. Johnson's return is a surprise considering that the actor has been clear about the fact that he did not plan to return. Johnson and, of course, star Vin Diesel had a notable feud during the filming of The Fate of the Furious, and while they mended fences in 2019, things bubbled to the surface again when Diesel addressed their past issues while promoting F9, The Fast Saga, in 2021. Diesel also tried to lure Johnson back to the franchise in November that same year, publicly calling for his former co-star to return. Johnson referred to the public post as manipulation and said he didn't plan to return. Of course, keep in mind, <clears throat> and of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, Fast 10 does star Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Jason Momoma, Nathaniel, Natalie Emmanuel, John Cena, Charlie Theron, Helen Mirren, Brie Larson, and Rena Marino in the, and of course, what is considered to be the very last film in the main franchise, which I have heard that is, of course, that is in fact the case. Of course, that is kind of a shocker here, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, uh, of course, indeed, after, of course, what uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock went through, apparently, but we didn't think that that was going to happen. But it looks like, of course, it, uh, it looks like that was the case. So there you go. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here on Monday as John Cena weighs in on concerns about the Fast franchise going on too long. Fast 10 arrives, of course, in theaters this week, and John Cena recently shared his thoughts on criticism that's going, to, that's going on too long. The 10th film in the franchise opens up on Friday, and Cena spoke with Extra, addressing how, how he responds to people who say that another film in the franchise is unnecessary. Having just performed the 39th installment of WrestleMania, my philosophy is, as long as, it, as it's good, that's all that matters. This is what Cena said via Fightful. Fast continuously in box office backs date, has data backs it up, continuously entertains the world installation after installation. Anyone who says, do we really need another one? I compare it to a fan who says, is, isn't wrestling fake? They just don't understand what we do, and they just don't understand what this is about. Cena did continue as long as the movies are exceptional, which this one might be my favorite of all time, and I go deep into the Fast Library. This is a great ride, and I think people are going to get out of the, the, the theater and want to see another one. 
If someone makes that comment, which they are entitled to, I just don't think they understand what we do. Corsina made his debut in the franchise in F9, The Fast Saga, and is back for the 10th film. While the film is, of course, the second to last film in the main franchise, Vin, G Vin Diesel suggested that a 12th film could conceivably happen. Now, we do have, of course, that in this episode here, this uh, interview that Extra did with John Cena. We will, of course, post this, inter this interview. Uh, normally, I would say the interview corner page, but this time I think we'll put it in the Entertainment Cavalcade page. I'm sorry. Since this, since this does have to do with, uh, since, this, since this does have to do with, of course, ladies and gentlemen, um, of course, uh, a movie. Our, <coughs> our next story right here, Jeremy Thomas posted this on Monday. As Avatar The Way of Water is set for debut on Max and Disney Plus next month. Avatar The Way of Water is set to arrive on Disney Plus and the revamped Max streaming service next month. Warner Brothers Discovery announced um, back on Monday that the blockbuster hit will make its debut on Max on June 7th, the same day that it will arrive on Disney Plus. The launch of the film on Max will come just after just over two weeks after HBO Max is relaunched as Max on May 23rd. As first announced back in April, the revamped service will include HBO Max offerings like HBO Originals, Warner Brothers Films, Max Originals, and DC Universe content, along with Discovery content from the likes of HG, HGTV, Discovery Channel, and TD. Avatar The Way of the Water, the way of water grossed $684 million domestically and $2.318 billion worldwide following its theatrical release back in December. The James Cameron-directed sequel stars Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Cliff Curtis, Kate Winslet, Britton Dalton, Jamie Flatters, Trinity, Trinity Jolie Bliss, uh, Bailey Bass, and Jack Champion, and is described as follows. Set more than a decade after the, the events of the first film, Avatar The Way of Water launches the story of the Sully family, Jake, Natiri, and their kids. The trouble that follows them, the lengths they go to keep each other safe, the battles they fight to stay alive, and the tragedies they endure. All this against the backdrop of the breathtaking seascapes of Pandora, where audiences are introduced to new Navi cultures and a range of exotic sea creatures. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is, of course, I will admit the Avatar franchise has been a very unique one indeed. So... And our last story, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Thomas posted this story back on Sunday. Our 411 box office report will go ahead and report that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 holds well to stay at number one. And, of course, before we give you the list, ladies and gentlemen, let me give you, of course, the last little bit here. Of course, as we did predict here, as we were talking about, of course, past 10, the Guardians movie will drop out of the top spot next weekend. As Fast 10 rolls its way into theaters, the, pen, the, the, the penultimate or not film in the Fast and Furious main franchise is targeting around $65 million to $70 million. So right now, ladies and gentlemen, we will see, of course, what will happen. Uh, we will see, of course, what will happen 
Uh, of course, after this Friday's release of Fast 10, and we will let you know, of course, over the weekend, of course, even next Wednesday on Outside the Ropes, of course, if, in fact, of course, Fast 10 does come through and obviously knock the Guardians of the Galaxy movie off the top spot. We'll have to wait and see. But here is the top 10, of course, from this past weekend, of course. Number one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, 60.5 million this past weekend. $213.2 million total and $528.8 million worldwide. Number two, ladies and gentlemen, the Super Mario Brothers movie, $13 million this past weekend, $536 million total and $1.210 billion worldwide so far. Amazing. Number three, Book Club, $6.5 million this past weekend. That's how much is done total. But it's done 9.6 million worldwide. Number four, Evil Dead Rise, 3.7 million dollars this past week weekend, 60.2 million dollars total, and 131.8 million dollars worldwide. Number five, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, 2.5 million dollars this past weekend, 16.5 million dollars total, and also worldwide. Number six, Hypnotic. $2.4 million total this past weekend, and that's how much it's done total and also worldwide so far. Number seven, John Wick Chapter 4, $1.9 million this past weekend, $183 million total, and $418.9 million worldwide. Number eight, Love Again, uh, $1.6 million this past weekend, $5 million total, and $7.6 million worldwide. Number nine, Air. Of course, you know the movie, uh, obviously, I think talking about Michael Jordan. $768,000 this past weekend. $51.6 million total. And $86.3 million worldwide. This one right here has been a very, a little bit of a Cinderella story, in my personal opinion. And number 10, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, $740,000 this past weekend, $92.2 million total, and $205.7 million worldwide. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, of course, right there with some of your uh, pop culture stories, of course, ladies and gentlemen, over the, over from, yes, from yesterday through, of course, from Sunday. Uh, Monday and also yesterday. We do, of course, thank our friends at 411 Mania for, as always, allowing us to read those stories. <coughs> In the meantime, 1 605 562 0444. Caller ID 141387 pound. Episode 348 of WCW US Outside the Ropes. It is, of course, we said Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. Mr. WCW US Chad Hinshaw, of course, here on the line here with you. As we said, the rest of the panel way too tough to handle getting themselves prepped to go to watch tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. I will go ahead and point out, ladies and gentlemen, that on tonight's edition of Revolution, episode 1299, uh, of course, we will bring you your wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. We will, of course, talk about add a little bit more uh, to our uh, official, of course thoughts and opinions about last night's edition of NXT, which included, of course, uh, matches involving uh, tournament matches to crown a brand new NXT women's champion. Of course, as many other, of course, pieces of action that took place la last night. 
Also, ladies and gentlemen, we will talk about tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. <clears throat> that will be popping on here, of course, here a little bit later on. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we will be bringing you, of course, our updates here, as always, from, of course, uh, the quarterfinals of the Heavenly King of the Ring Tournament. Of course, keep in mind, of course, the court, like I said, the quarterfinals going on, of course, all those, of course, way we're doing it, of course, we're pairing. We're, of course, honoring those superstars who have since passed on and, of course, placing them in, of course, as if, they were, of course, they are competing up there in heaven and see who will, of course, go on to become the, the new heavenly king of the ring. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing this in style similar to our prediction title challenge in which, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are keeping track, of, or of course, of those who have the winning who have, of course, uh, vote for the superstar that advances, will, of course, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, get an opportunity at a future uh, WCWS Trivia Championship Series matchup, and we'll let you, uh, title match, of course, we'll let you know which title that is, of course, coming up here with the semifinals, of course, next week, and, of course, the final match the week after. Also, ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind that we do have, of course, a Trivia Championship Series match going on, Right now, we'll get you some updates on it, as the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, is def currently defending the Impact U.S. Rebellion Championship in a Falls Count Anywhere match versus the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. We'll let you know, of course, if any if there have been any changes, of course, here in that. So be sure, but of course, check out everything else that we do, of course, discuss as well. Tonight on episode 1299, as we get one episode closer this Friday, ladies and gentlemen, when we hit, of course, the number 1300. Of course, 1299 tonight at 9 o'clock, 138055 pound, of course, part of the radio network on talkshoe.com. And here, of course, and momentarily, ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you, of course, a few little pieces of, of uh, wrestling news courtesy of 411 Mania. But as for right now, ladies and gentlemen, let's now go ahead and check out, <coughs> of course, our pop culture history and birthdays, of course, here for today. Of course, your general pop culture uh, history and birthdays, as well as, of course, those that comes from movies, television, music, and also sports as well. On this date in 1792, 24 merchants formed the New York Stock Exchange at 70 Wall Street. On this day in 1803, John Hawkins and Richard French patented the reaping machine. On this day in 1861, the first color photograph of a, tart, of a tartan ribbon is shown by Scottish scientist James Clark Maxwell to the Royal Institution in London. On this day in 1973, the United States Senate Watergate Committee begins its hearings into the break-in at the Democratic National Committee headquarters at the Watergate Office Complex in Washington, D.C. On this day in 2004, Massachusetts becomes the first U.S. state to legalize same-sex marriage. And on this date in 2014, the center-right Hindu Nationalist Party, the BJP, led by Narendra Modi, wins a landslide general election victory in India. Today in movies and television history, ladies and gentlemen, on this date in 1939, the first televised baseball game is broadcast on NBC with Princeton University defeating Columbia University 2-1. Today in music history, ladies and gentlemen, on the state in 2015, 
the song, the album Blurry Face, the fourth studio album by the group 21 Pilots, is released is the first album ever to have every track gold certified. Impressive. And today in sports history, on this date in 1875, the first ever Kentucky Derby as Oliver Lewis aboard the horse known as Aristides wins in 237.75. On its date in 1990, the World Health Organization takes homosexuality out of its list of mental illnesses. <clears throat> some, of course, some birthdays, ladies and gentlemen. Albert of Prussia was born on this date in 1490. He would pass away in 1568. Edward Jenner was born on this date in 1749. He would pass away in 1823. Alfonso XIII was born on this day in 1886. He would pass away in 1941. Baseball great Cool Papa Bell was born on this date in 1903. He would pass away in 1991. And Alan Kay today turns 83 years old. Some other birthdays, ladies and gentlemen. Legendary actor Dennis Hopper was born on this date in 1936. He would pass away in 2010. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you remember, of course, legendary actor and comedian, of course, best known for of course, the TV show Full House, and of course, was the first man to host America's Funniest Tone Videos. Bob Saget was born on the state in 1956. Sadly, he would pass away in 2022. I think it was like shortly after, of course, uh, of course, it was about a week after, I believe he had paid tribute to, of course, Betty White, who had passed away. Sadly, he passed away not too long after. Legendary boxer Sugar Ray Leonard today turns 67. Uh, music, the musician known as uh, Enya today turns 62. Uh, comedian and, of course, former host of the uh, Late Late Show, Craig Ferguson, today turns 61. And Trent Reznor, of course, uh, legendary uh, frontman. I forget what, I'm trying to remember which band he was part in. I think it was Nine Inch Nails, I believe is what it is. Today turns 58 years old. On this day, 1961, Fidel Castro offers to exchange the Bay of Pigs prisoners for 500 bulldozers. I'm not sure if he got them, but you never know. On this day, in 1763, philosopher Marquis de Sade, who was 22 at the time, would marry René Pelage de um, Montreal in Paris. On this day, in 1827, President Andrew Johnson, who was 18 at the time, of course, you could say future President Andrew Johnson, as we said, it was 18 years old at the time, would marry Eliza, Eliza McCardle, who was 16 at the time, in Warrington, Tennessee. And on this day, 1923, actress and singer Marlena Dietrich, who was 21 at the time, would marry Assistant Director Rudolph Seiber, who was Sieber, I guess is how you pronounce it, who was 26 at the time in Berlin, Germany. Some passings in the world of history here, folks. Uh, John Jay passed away on this day in 1829. John Deere, of course, obviously, of course, the, the, I believe he founded the company that, of course, now builds, of course, the tractors and lawnmowers and stuff. Passed away on this day in 1886. James Ch Ch Chichester Clark passed away on this day in 2002. Baseball great Harmon Killebrew passed away on this day in 2011. Uh, legendary musician, of course, uh, 
best known for the song. Uh, <clears throat> I, no, I'm sorry, I got the wrong song. Um, but legendary musician, of course, well known, of course, during the disco days. Of course, Donna Summer passed away on this day in 2012, and Jorge Rafael Vidal passed away on this date in 2013. And on a state in 1903, ladies and gentlemen, President Theodore Roosevelt began a camping trip on this day with naturalist, writer, and conservationist John Muir. The trip had a profound effect on Roosevelt. <coughs> and, of course, they marked a site right here at where this is, and I will read, of course, what, what this says. On this site, President Theodore Roosevelt sat beside a campfire with John Muir, on May 17, 1903, and talked and talked forest good. Muir urged the president to work for preservation of priceless remnants of America's wilderness. At this spot, one of our country's foremost conservationists received great inspiration. So very unique, of course, there indeed, that this would inspire a president to possibly make some interesting changes here. Some your movies and movies and television, of course, uh, history for today. On a state in 1938, the radio quiz show Information Please debuts on the NBC Blue Network. On a state in 1939, as we said, the first televised baseball game is broadcast on NBC, with Princeton University defeating Columbia University two to one. On a state in 1957, the 10th annual Cannes Film Festival, as the as the movie Friendly Persuasion, directed by William Wyler, would win the Palme d'Or. A little piece of wrestling history right here. I want to say 1963, Bruno San Martino defeats Buddy Rogers in New York City to become the WWF champion. And, of course, I believe this is where it started. He started his eight-year reign. On a state in 1966, KFDO, now known as KVIJ-TV Channel 8, in Sayre, Oklahoma, an ABC affiliate would begin its broad, begin their broadcasting. <coughs> Excuse me. I want to say, nineteen seventy, an anonymous buyer purchases one of the pairs of ruby slippers worn by Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz for fifteen thousand dollars at an MGM studio auction and donates them to the Smithsonian Institution. I want to say, nineteen seventy-five, NBC pays five million dollars for the rights. The show Gone with the Wind one time. And I want to say 1976, the 28th Annual Emmy Awards takes place as the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Actor Jack Albertson and also actress Michael Learn would win. Of course, as you know, Jack Albertson, of course, was, I believe at the time, part of the TV show Chico and the Man. And Michael Learn, of course, obviously played the wife of Michael Landon in Little House on the Prairie. Some birthdays, as we said, in movies and television. Dennis Hopper was born on this date in 1936. He would pass away in 2010. Bob Saget was born on this date in 1956. He would pass away in 2022. Craig Ferguson turns 61. And Trent Reznor, Reznor turns 58. Some passings here. On, say, 1943, Mont Montagu Love, an actor, best known for the movie Wind, would pass away at the age of 65. On a state in 1974, Charles Braswell, an actor born right here in America, who is known for uh, the only game in town, would pass away at the age of only 49. On a state in 1985, Hugh Burden, an actor best known for Night of the Laughing Dead, 
but passed away at the age of 72. On a date in 1992, George Harrell, a Hollywood photographer, would pass away of cancer at the age of 87. And on a date in 1994, Andrew Brown, a film producer, would pass away at the age of 55. Some weddings, ladies and gentlemen. On a date in 1923, as we said, actress and singer Marlena Dietrich would marry assistant director Rudolf Seiber in Berlin. Excuse me. On a date in 1997, actress Sylvester Stallone would marry actress Jennifer Flavin in London. And on a date in 2008, singer-songwriter and actress Ashley Simpson, of course, the younger sister of Jessica Simpson, who was 23 at the time, would marry uh, Pete Wentz, who was the bassist for the group Fallout Boy, who was 28 at the time in Encino, California. They would divorce three years later in 2011. Now let's go to your music history and birthdays, of course. On a stay in 1713, Italian composer Antonio Vivaldi's first opera, Atone in Villa, opens at Tidro delle Grazie in Venezia, Republic of Venice, which is now, of course, known as Italy. On a stay in 1890, Pietro Mascagni's opera, Rustic Chivalry, premieres in Rome at the Teatro Cantazzi. On a stay in 1904, Maurice Ravel's song cycle, Shenerzade premieres with Jeannie Hado as soprano at the Sal Nouveau Theater in Paris. On, say, 1919, Maurice Ravel's orchestral piece, Albordia de Gracioso, would premiere in Paris by the Paz de Loup Orchestra. On, say, in 1947, Street Scene would close at Adelphi Theater, New York City, after 148 performances. On a stage in 1969, My Wife, My Dog, My Cat by Maskman and the Agents would hit number 92 on the charts. On a stage in 1971, Stephen Schwartz's musical Godspell would premiere off-Broadway. And on a stage in 1973, Nash at Nine would open at the Helen Hayes Theater, New York City for 21 performances. Some birthdays in the world of music, as we said. Uh, Inya today turns 62 and Trent Reznor turns 58. Some passings, Johann Michael Bach would pass away on this day in 1694. And, of course, legendary disco disco musician uh, Donna Summer would pass away on this date in 2012. Some weddings, of course, here, as we said, uh, 1923, as we said, Marlena Dietrich, of course, would marry Rudolf Seiber in Germany. In 2008, Ashley Simpson would marry Pete Wentz of Fallout Boy in Encino, California. They would divorce in 2011. Now, let's go to your sports history and birthdays, of course, right here. On a stage in 1860, the German football club TSV 1860 Muchen is founded. On a stage in 1875, the first Kentucky Derby, Oliver Lewis, aboard the horse Aristides, would win in 237.75. 1881, the seventh Kentucky Derby, Hall of Fame jockey Jim McLaughlin aboard the heavy favorite Hindu, H-I-N-D-O-O, would win in 240 flat. 1894, the 19th Preakness, Fred Terrell aboard the horse Assignee, would win in 149.25. 1895, W.G. Grace completes his 100th 100 versus Somerset at Bristol. 
1903, the Cleveland Indians beat the New York Highlanders 9-2 in Columbus, Ohio. On the day 1905, Wasada U of Tokyo defeats the L.A. High School 5-3 in baseball. And on the day in 1911, the 36th Preakness as Eddie Dugan aboard the horse Watervale would win in 151. Some birthdays, as we said. Cool Papa Bill was born on the day in 1903. He would pass away in 1991. And legendary boxer Sugar Ray Leonard today turns 67. And legendary baseball great Harmon Kilbrew would pass away on this date in 2011. And one wedding to speak of on this day, 1947, NBA center George Mikan, who was 22 at the time, would marry his college sweetheart, Patricia Lou Davini. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with some of your pop culture, history, and birthday reports here, of course, for today. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and see what 411 Mania has in terms of, of course, um, of course, of our, of any additional wrestling stories, um, any wrestling stories out there. As we will talk, we will of course bring some of these these up if we possibly can on Revolution, uh, 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 later on here tonight. Um, however, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I will, uh, I will, of course, bring up, of course, one story here that is not part. I will, of course, I will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bring up this, uh, this one quick one before we get to our side stories here. Jeremy Thomas posted this tonight as apparently Jamie Hayter has been pulled from tonight's AEW Dynamite due to an injury. Jamie Hayter will not be competing on tonight's episode of Dynamite as planned after she was un- unable to be cleared. Tony Khan announced today that doctors would not clear Hayter over injuries caused by the outcast and that Britt Baker will instead team with Hikaru Shida against, of course, Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Khan did write this, of course, on his uh, Twitter account tonight, which is at Tony Khan. Con wrote tonight, Wednesday night, hashtag AW Dynamite live on TBS, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, at Real Britt Baker slash at Shida Hikaru versus at Real Ruby Soho, hashtag Tony Storm. Due to injuries caused by the outcast, doctors won't clear AW Women's World Champion at JMEHYTER. The DMD will team with Shida versus Ruby Soho and Tony Storm tonight. So apparently Soraya will not even get to wrestle here in this one. That was it was originally scheduled, as you remember, ladies and gentlemen. It was originally scheduled to be, of course, Baker, Sheeta, and of course Jamie Hayter versus all three members of the Outcast, of course, Soho, Storm, and Soraya. But of course, as we just heard here, apparently, ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Hayter is injured and will not be able to compete. So apparently it took Soraya out of the match to make it even. And of course, now it will be Obviously, Soho and Storm taking on Baker and Sheeta. So, there you go. Now, let's go through some of the other wrestling stories right here. Jeffrey Harris posted this story tonight as Andrade Elidolo talks about on news of his return for AEW Collision, in which he pretty much said, I had no idea. As previously noted, suspended AEW star Andrade Elidolo was one of the names highlighted in today's announcement for AEW Collision. 
and he was listed as one of the headliners for the upcoming TNT show. However, according to a tweet earlier today from Andrade, he says he had no idea about this. Andrade uh, wrote on his Twitter account, Orlele, what news? I had no idea. Ellie Dolo was definitely suspended and sent home by AW last October following a backstage altercation with Sammy Guevara. You can check out that tweet, of course, on his Twitter account, which is at Andrade Ellie Dolo, if you wish to, of course, go back and take a look at that. Our next story here, Joseph Lee posted this tonight as some details on when the next w, uh, when the next NXT pay-per-view will take place. PW Insider reports that WWE will hold the next NXT premium live event on August 12th. This will be after NXT Battleground on May 28th. A location has not yet been decided. WWE did not have an event in August last year, but did hold a World's Collide event last September. So this may, of course, end up changing, ladies and gentlemen. We'll keep you informed, of course, about that. Joseph Lee posted this story here, as, of course, Tony Khan did promise more information on the new AEW Collision show on tonight's edition of Dynamite. In a post on Twitter, AEW CEO Tony Khan commented on the announcement of Collision and said there will be more information tonight on Dynamite. He did, of course, write on his Twitter account, Today's a great day for AEW. It's, it's only the start of great times ahead. Hashtag AEW Collision starts one month from today on Saturday, June 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on at TNT Drama. We have more information on Collision, a great night of wrestling, and a great night of wrestling on Wednesday night. Hashtag AW Dynamite live on TBS tonight. So, of course, we'll hear a little bit more about this. Of course, as I do have a, a story of concern this, of course, right now. <clears throat> Joseph Lee posted this story uh, here tonight with uh, <clears throat> as AW officially announces the new show, of course, entitled Collision. AEW has officially announced their new show, AEW Collision, prior to the expected reveal at the Warner Brothers Discovery TV, TV upfronts. The show will launch on will launch on June 17th. It will include talent like Miro, Thunder Rosa, Powerhouse Hobbs, Andrade Elidolo, Samoa Joe, and others. Here's, of course, the official press release. TNT launches a second night of wrestling with AEW Collision. Featuring headliners Thunder Rosa, Miro, Samoa Joe, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Andrade Ali Dolo on Saturday, June 17th. TNT launches the second night of professional wrestling with a new Temple Series AEW Collision on Saturday, June 17th. It was announced today by Kathleen Finch, Chairman and Chief Content Officer for the U.S. Networks Group of Warner Brothers Discovery during the company's 2023 upfront presentation at Madison Square Garden in New York City. This live two-hour in-ring show will air every Saturday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern and will feature more wrestlers, more stories, and more action to super-serve fans. AW Collision will feature headliners including Miro, Samoa Joe, Thunder Rosa, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Andrade Ali Dolo. In only four years following the launch of AW Dynamite, AW's footprint has more than doubled across TNT and TBS, Along with AW Dynamite, Friday Night's AW Rampage, the recent follow, Doc AW All Access, and now AW Collision, TNT and TBS deliver the best matches and most entertaining moments in professional wrestling today. AW 
has reached 23 million total viewers so far this year across all of its shows on TBS and TNT. We're doing, we're doubling down on wrestling with AW Collision, which gives fans two more hours every week, which was said by Jason Sarlanis, president of Turner Networks, of course, which include, of course, ID and HLN, Linear and Streaming. AEW's roster of talent has expanded so quickly that we felt it needed another night to bring our audience the epic rivalries, unforgettable matches, and stars they love to watch. Adding collision to our programming mix on TNT will allow us to satisfy the massive demand we felt from our hardcore fan base and be the ultimate compliment to AEW Dynamite on TBS. With the addition of Collision on TNT, I'm extremely proud that Turner Network will be the home of Saturday Night Wrestling for the first time in more than two decades. It was said that from Tony Khan, the CEO, GM, and head of creative of AEW, the debut of Collision is significant across numerous sectors, including television, wrestling, entertainment, and sports, and reinforces AEW as the bold property we envisioned when we launched in 2019. Collision will deliver... Live every Saturday night, more of what fans and viewers tell us they want. Athleticism, big personalities, exciting storylines, and hard-hitting wrestling action, all of which have become synonymous with AEW. And, of course, AEW did post this on their Twitter, Twitter account today. As announced at the, at the Warner Bros. Discovery 2023 upfront presentation today, TNT will launch a second night professional wrestling with a new two-hour series, Hashtag AEW Collision starting on Saturday, June 17th, live at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on at TNT Drama. Of course, you could check out you could check out the full press release, of course, on this tweet if you wish to pull it up at AEW, of course, if you wish to, of course, take a look at that. And one more story, ladies and gentlemen, which came out yesterday, as John Cena says says for the Firefly Funhouse match against Bray Wyatt was, in his words, my brainchild. In a recent appearance with 92NY, John Cena told Josh Horowitz that his most valued feud was facing off against Bray Wyatt at the 2020 WrestleMania via Wrestling Inc. You also remember his WrestleMania 34 confrontation with The Undertaker as a career high point. Here's a highlight from Cena, of course, right here on right here. On why the Firefly Funhouse match holds a special place for him. Cena says, I did a unique piece of programming called the Firefly Funhouse match, which was a giant exercise in vulnerability. I worked my butt off on that thing. I thank everyone who was involved because no one does it alone. That was kind of my brainchild and my creation. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll read some more of these stories here again. Uh, We'll read, of course, some of these stories. Sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, we'll read some of these stories again, ladies and gentlemen, coming up on Revolution, coming up at 9 o'clock, 138055 pound. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for listening to episode 348 of WCW US Outside the Ropes. Of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that the voting is still continuing on. For the uh, Impact U.S. Rebellion Championship Falls Count Anywhere match between the current champion, the Kian Clubs, Mint Patel, and the challenger, the, the godfather of soul, Justin Lewis Fleming. You can go to the Trivia Championship Series down the Golden Path Facebook page and vote on there, of course, to see who 
Should Mint retain or should Justin regain the belt? You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS TCS Gold Path. And also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the Heavenly King of the Ring matches. Of course, there are 14 quarterfinal matches going on right that you can vote on, of course, right now. You can, of course, check those out at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash memories live forever if you wish to of course vote for any of those matches here there keep in mind of course ladies and gentlemen within the next several weeks of course keep in mind that a pot a future matchup for a wcw us trivia championship series belt of course may be of course awarded uh to of course the winner so keep that all definitely keep all that in mind ladies and gentlemen and like I said, as, as we will, of course, announce the winners of the Rebellion Championship match and the quarterfinals of the Heavenly King of the Ring tournament uh, <clears throat> this Friday on Revolution. So you still have a little bit, you still have at least a couple of days to get those votes in, of course. So be sure to get them in there as soon as you can. Be sure to also check out all of our pages, of course, on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue to post. A lot of great stuff, of course, from everything from in terms of wrestling and on the pop culture scene as well. Uh, everything, of course, from classic wrestling matches, moments, vignettes, to classic uh, game shows, TV shows, commercials, cartoons, you name it. Uh, and also different posts, including, of course, the Godfather of Souls, daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthday reports. You can check those out on WCWUS Fan Empire, as well as WCWUS Entertainment Cavalcade and WCWUS Sports Roundup, of course, as well, for anything that he has, of course, for each and every day of the week. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, we do thank you very much for listening. We'll be back on here, of course, in, in, in the next at least hour and a half for episode 1299 of WCWS Revolution 138055 pound. Be sure to join myself and, of course, those from the panel way too tough to handle who, of course, will be able to join us tonight <coughs> as we talk shop, of course, in the world of wrestling and also, of course, any other additional stories that may arise as well. I remember since 2015, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> our, since 2015, 15 ladies and gentlemen your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling pop culture and everything in between this is of course ladies and gentlemen the one and the only the wcw us radio network and of course now we will be playing you out with of course the thing we played you in with here tonight which was from of course the tv show star trek enterprise from uh russell watson of course it is the song where my heart will take me. Of course, a lot of people might also know it as uh, <clears throat> uh, Faith of the Heart. So that's a very, very uplifting piece of music indeed. So take care and stay safe, folks, and we'll talk at you at 9 o'clock for 1299 of Revolution. Take care and stay safe.
<clears throat> this is the WCWUS Radio Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.